I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you so much for being along for Inside Sources. I'm Doug Wright. Over the next several weeks, I'll be filling in, and we have got a lot of things to talk about already. We've been all over the place. But this is something that's important within my family and my mother-in-law, whom I love dearly. Uh, And I mean, how many people say that about their mother-in-law? Well, quite a few of us, amazingly. And she was just uh, incredible. She was a band and music teacher back in Missouri for years and years and years, kind of that beloved teacher. There's actually a little you know, uh, uh, kind of a uh, a foundation that has been set up that uh, offers scholarships and so on in her name. But toward the end of her life, she, the only thing that she still could do, while we couldn't even have a conversation with her that was meaningful, she could sit down at the piano and play beautifully, just beautifully. But even that started to fade toward the end, and it was so sad to watch this happen. And so when when we caught this article, it was in the Deseret News, and the headline is over 65, question mark, Utah doctor advises yearly memory test. I thought along with our great producer, Robin, that we need to delve into this. And it's my pleasure to uh, introduce you all to Dr. Norman L. Foster, MD, Department of Neurology Professor, Chief Division of Cognitive Neurology, and Senior Investigator of the Brain Institute. And doctor, welcome to Thank KSL. You. I was uh, chatting with you off the air uh, about some of the things that I'd like to accomplish just quickly in our way too brief interview. But first of all, when you're over the age of 65, when I was a kid, I used to think people that were 65 were older than dirt. It's kind of <laughs> like, are they still alive? Now I look at it and I go, well, that's really, really young. Why do you advise a memory test yearly? Well, uh, this is not just my recommendation, but also the recommendation of the American Academy of Neurology. So I was appointed by the Academy of Neurology, the uh, leading brain uh, medicine group to to give physicians guidance about what what represented quality care. Right. And uh, the state of Utah also is recommending this cognitive health check for people over age 65. So the reason is that this is a common problem, mm-hmm. just as you've described. Uh, many of us have friends, family uh, who were concerned about memory. And uh, so the best way to figure that out is to do an objective, brief cognitive health check. Uh, and um, there are ways now that uh, this is provided at no cost, um, out-of-pocket cost uh, as part of Medicare, Mm-hmm. And uh, on an annual basis, because, of course, these things change over time. Right, right. And uh, one of the important things for physicians to do is to be able to see what uh, the cognitive health check showed the year before. Mm-hmm. They may be able to monitor uh, change. So we're all different. We all have strengths and weaknesses. But, of course, what's important is where there has been a change. 
from what our usual condition was and recognizing that there was a change and then deciding what the cause of that is in the treatment that's mm-hmm. that's what we need to do. So how do you test? You mentioned it's a relatively brief, easy test. What happens? Yeah, this is less than three minutes. So um, the first recommended cognitive health check, this is recommended by the Department of Health here in Utah, is uh, to, ask, to ask someone to repeat three words, remember them, draw the face of a clock, put the number requested on the clock face, and then repeat the three words that you were told. Oh, really? That's pretty quick. That's pretty and, quick, yeah. And um, it turns out that um, you don't have to do that perfectly. Uh, you can forget one and still be normal. So yeah. uh, all of our memories are fallible. But uh, two things. One is if you forget two of those three objects in that short period of time, mm-hmm. that's a real warning sign and doctors should follow up on it. If you um, have a change before you weren't having any difficulty with the three, and now you are, then that may be enough, uh, particularly with further questioning, to pursue that as a problem. If that were to happen, if in the course of a year there was somewhat of a, a noticeable change, right. then what do you do? Uh, what, what are the, the treatments or the exercises? Yeah, well, in fact, uh, that's what uh, the rest of this paper and guidelines are. So the most controversial part is whether doctors should be looking for signs of, of memory problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, often doctors defer, delay, neglect, uh, don't, don't uh, pursue those issues. And what the guidelines, quality guidelines show, uh, and with our review of the literature, is that there are significant things you can do. One of the first things is to make sure that the person isn't taking medications that make memory worse. Mm. In fact, it turns out, uh, just in studies that we've done, that people who have memory problems actually are more likely than the average person to receive medications that make memory worse. Really? Yeah. And this is about a third of people with memory, objective memory complaints are on medications that are making their symptoms worse. So the first thing to do is to identify whether that's the case or not, and stop them. And maybe memory will be better or Mm -hmm. even normal after that. And then there are a lot of other things that uh, are recommended too, making sure that there are no medical problems, vitamin deficiencies, brain diseases that account for this problem, and uh, also involving, even if you don't identify one of those things that are reversible, intervening early in what we call mild cognitive impairment. That's before Alzheimer's disease dementia develops. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the course is going to be that way, then uh, we need to plan ahead. I remember back with uh, my grandmother, and she's sadly been gone a long, long time now, but she was sharp as a tack, uh, well into her 80. She died when she was 84 years old. But I can remember the day that I got a phone call from my Aunt Betty, and she said, you need to come down to Grandma. Something's wrong. And I went down there, and she looked just fine. But the first time I started noticing, you know, she wasn't tracking and everything else. She was picking up unseen things from the couch. And we took her to the doctor, and it was potassium. And it was like the miracle cure, you know, right. eat a banana and she was fine. And for the rest of her life, she, she made sure that her potassium was okay. And she was just fine. I was, I was afraid that was the beginning of the end and it wasn't. 
Yeah, these are the things that people uh, forget. Uh, depression, medication side effects, hearing loss, vision loss, all these things can uh, make it seem like people have a progressive dementia, maybe mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease. And so just jumping to that conclusion on your own without an evaluation is uh, really unfortunate. So is this something when you make your annual appointment, uh, and I've noticed some changes, you know, as, as the the precursor to the doctor, the, as mm-hmm. the nurse is taking your blood pressure, uh, they'll go through a questionnaire now. Are, have you been feeling anxiety? Have you been feeling depression? Things like that never were asked of me years ago. Should we add that question? Are you, are well, you definitely. feeling but, that there's a concern? But of... beyond that, um, so we recognize uh, that about 50% of the time, people with these mild memory problems don't recognize them in, in themselves. And a survey here in Utah shows that even for those individuals who've recognized a memory problem, about 80% haven't told their physician about it. Wow. And so, um, you know, that's why we're recommending a time set aside for this uh, annual cognitive check. You Mm -hmm. have to look uh, sometimes. You can't just wait for somebody to have a complaint. They. Uh, they may rec- others recognize these problems often before the patient does. So, bottom line, the place to start is with your family physician, Absolutely. your primary That's physician. Right. Yeah, and uh, with uh, as I was mentioning, the uh, annual wellness visit, which includes so doctors get paid for actually doing mm-hmm. this simple test, and that's covered. And that's covered. Great. Yeah, Doctor Foster, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you on Inside Sources here at KSL News Radio, And as I've mentioned over and over, we have a lot more in store for you on the program today, so stay with us. We're going to uh, be chatting a little later on in the program with Patrice Arendt. We'll get uh, some more information from her, especially when it comes to legislative issues that will perhaps make a difference with some of the hate crime increases we're seeing. So stay with us on Inside Sources. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.